0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, October the 18th, and wherever you are, uh, whenever you are listening to this podcast, I wish you God's grace and God's love on this day that we celebrate a feast day. Now, it is one of the high feasts within the church, and because of that, we are going to uh, travel back in time a little bit today. Today is the Feast of St. Luke, and of course, appropriately enough, we are going to read out of Luke's Gospel, but we have been up, and we are now on chapter 12, if you remember, from uh, last week, but we're going to jump back to the beginning of chapter 10 for today's Gospel. So a Gospel that we would have heard about two and a half, three weeks ago, Uh, we are going to read Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 9. So it may sound very familiar for those who have been following the podcast. If you are new to this, well, welcome. And this will sound very new to you then. Uh, but uh, it is Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 9, if you wish to follow along. And we're going to focus a lot today on the person and the life uh, and, uh, of Luke and how that found its way into its writings, and why that's important for us, too, okay? So let's break open God's Word together on this Monday. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord Jesus appointed 72 disciples, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go in your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. And to whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on them. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So as I mentioned, we celebrate the Feast of St. Luke today. And uh, and why would we go back and read this gospel? Well, let's talk a little bit about Luke first of all. So Luke, tradition. Now again, when I say tradition... We don't know because historically we don't have a lot of information on the person of Luke. And so we will go with what the earliest tradition that we know said about who Luke was and where he came from. And so tradition says that Luke uh, was a Gentile Christian who came from Antioch. Now, what does that mean, a Gentile Christian? It means he wasn't Jewish. The world was divided up into two according to the Jews anyway, uh, into two groups, those who were Jewish and the chosen people of God and Gentiles who were were everybody else. Antioch was not in Israel. It was a city to the north, okay, and would have been uh, in, I think, what we would call modern-day Syria today, and uh, would have had a lot of Jews within it, because it would have been a bordering country, but it wasn't Jewish proper. It wasn't uh, the the kingdom of Israel, the former kingdom of Israel, nor Judea. So he would have grown up in a Gentile home and would have been a convert to Christianity. And uh, because of that, now he, of of the scripture writers, would have been a Jewish writer. Uh, John was uh, an apostle as well. And whether it was actually Matthew or John or, or communities of theirs, you know, but still uh, from the Jewish tradition. And Mark, uh, who we'll talk about a, a little bit here shortly. So the only Gentile writer. And so he was writing not only from that history, but he was writing to them. And he incorporated those things Within his writings, tradition also has it that he may have been one of the seventy-two that were went out uh, in this reading that the gospel talks about. The Lord Jesus appointed seventy-two disciples whom he sent ahead of him in pairs. If you remember when I talked about that, you know, again, two and a half, three weeks ago, that was one of the things that I I focused on, and I love that image. We won't talk about it today because I did then, but that image that Jesus goes ahead of us. Uh, and and when I say ahead of us, that he knows what your tomorrow is going to be like and mine. And he knows what we're going to need in that tomorrow. And he knows what our next week uh, is going to be. And he knows what our next year is going to be. And he knows what our needs are. And he's there already when we get there. And so we don't have to be afraid of that. But but that Luke would have been one of those 72, remember 72 being, think of that image, you know, when, when Peter said, how many times do we need to forgive? Seven, no, 77 times, Jesus says, basically un, unlimited. That, that uh, Luke was one of these unlimited disciples. That, that my friends, God will call everybody. Uh, and God does call everybody. He will call anyone. And we may think, well, they need to be in this. They may have have to have gone through this initiation rite, or they may have to know this, or they may have to have grown up here, or they may have to have these qualities about them. But God doesn't think any of that stuff. Because here's a guy who's not from Israel. Here's a guy who's not even Jewish and he is going to be one of the most prolific and beautiful writers within scripture jesus simply says this and and again this is is right on the money the harvest is abundant but the laborers are few so ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest that really is the point i think here of what of what jesus the limits that that Jesus won't put around him if I can use that that phrase the harvest is abundant. that's what's important the, the, there's harvest out there in the fields and we don't want the the frost to get on those fields. We don't want it to be lost. We want it to be brought in right to our barns and into our our silos and into those places where we can we can we can uh, partake of it. But in order to do that, we have to have the workers to go out there. And and remember it's Luke. Just last week, I think. The banquet, where the master is uh the, the landowner is having a banquet for his son, and he says, go out into the highways and byways. Just get anybody to come to this banquet. And the servants go out and do that and fill it up and it's still not full. He's like, go get anybody. That's what Jesus is looking for. He's like, we've got, a, we've got an abundance of harvest, and we don't have the people to go get it. Will you go? Will you go? Will you serve? That's what he's asking. And Luke said yes. Jesus doesn't look at his qualifications. That doesn't concern him. What concerns him is his yes. I'll, I'll I'll qualify who I call isn't that it? Is't that the statement? Jesus doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the call the called He'll prepare us All we need to do brothers and sisters today you and I is to say yes and and that harvest again it may not be half a world away It may be in our own families. It may be in our own workplaces, among our own friendship circles. We don't have to go to the next town. I mean, if that's where God calls us, yeah, go. But maybe God is calling us simply to be those harvest workers um, right where we are right now. All he needs is our yes. That's what Luke did. That's what Luke did. And, and you know what? You and I reap the rewards of his yes even now. So let's talk a little bit about Luke. So again, talked about that he was a Gentile. Talked about that uh, he was a follower. Maybe he was one of these 72 that went out. Here's what we know historically. We know that he was a companion of Paul. And uh, how do we know that? Well, Luke wrote two works, right? Uh, he wrote his gospel, which is, by the way, the lengthiest, the most wordy anyway, gospel. Matthew has 28 chapters, Luke has 24, but Luke's is more prolific. Uh, and he's a gorgeous writer. If you've ever read Luke, I mean, he's, uh, he's just a beautiful and poetic writer um, in, in how he brings uh, about uh, the, the mission and ministry of Jesus. But Luke, of course, didn't just write that book. He also wrote its companion, which is the uh, Acts of the Apostles. So he wrote that uh, about the early church and uh, wrote the, the idea, the image of the ministry of Jesus and the suffering of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. And then in Acts of the Apostles, has Jesus ascend right away. And who does he have come? The Holy Spirit. And he compares, in a sense, the church then to Jesus, the ministry of the church, the suffering of the church, and the resurrection, the new life of the church. And then, really, what we sense or what we see in the Acts of the Apostles is it follows Paul. The, the last half of the Acts of the Apostles is really Paul's biography and story. And how, do we, how does Luke know that? Because he was a companion of Paul. And he even writes himself into the story. I mentioned that Luke was the most prolific writer in the gospel. Uh, excuse me, in the, he's one of the most prolific. Uh, I would say second only to the letters of Paul uh, is Luke, um, even more than, uh, than any of the others, including John. So, had I read the first reading for you today, it would have been from Paul's second letter to Timothy, and I just want to read to you like a sentence or two, and, and again, it, it just kind of places Luke in a moment, and it says this, beloved, so again, remember, this is Paul's second letter to Timothy, beloved, Demas, enamored of the present world, deserted me and went to Thessalonica. Crescens to Galatia, and Titus to Dalmatia. Luke is the only one with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is helpful to me in the ministry. Now there's a lot of names there, brothers and sisters, we don't know. I don't know who Demas is. I don't know who Crescens is. We know Titus, right? Because Paul wrote a letter to him, pretty brief letter, uh, and it's in scripture. But Luke is the only one with me. And get Mark. Why? Who's Mark? Of course, it's John Mark, who was also a companion of Paul's. And we know that because Luke wrote him in, to his uh, into his Acts of the Apostles as well. So Luke not only was one of the companions, but what it uh, talks about was that he was with Paul. Paul took three journeys around at least. That's what Luke has in actually the Apostles. Paul took three journeys with him uh, around the Mediterranean. The first with uh, Barnabas, and Barnabas and Paul split, actually, over John Mark, who uh, wanted to go home. And then Paul took Silas, and uh, and Luke joined them on the second journey around the Mediterranean. Then Luke, Luke remains At Philippi, when remember, Paul writes to the Philippians. Those are at Philippi. And uh, and on Paul's third journey, when he comes back to Philippi, Paul returns with, well, Luke returns with Paul when he goes back to Jerusalem. And of course, it is there that Paul is arrested, right? After his third one, and he's imprisoned in Caesarea. And it's Luke who stays with him. When he's imprisoned there for those two years, Luke stays with Paul, and it's there that he um, does all of his interviewing with people to learn more about Jesus, and it's there that he writes his gospel. And, uh, and he also, when Paul is transferred from Caesarea after those two years of being imprisoned, prison, and he goes to Rome, and he's house-imprisoned there, Luke goes with him on that journey, and so we see Luke as not only author, and, and he has that moment to interview all those people in, when he's in Israel, when he's in Judea, when Paul's arrested, but we see him as that loyal companion who is with Paul until the end, and therefore writes the Acts of the Apostles And he knows Paul's story better than anybody else. And so, in a sense, this is Paul's gospel. We've always said that, that John Mark's gospel may be Peter's because he companions with Peter for a while and not just Paul. But that Luke's gospel may be Paul's gospel. So what do we see in Paul's gospel through Luke? Well, we see, brothers and sisters, things like the infancy narratives which aren't in any of the other ones. Well, Matthew has infancy narratives, but they're different than Luke's. Um, and uh, and we see the story of Emmaus, of the disciples leaving Jerusalem after the crucifixion, not knowing what to deal. How do we deal with suffering? How do we deal with death? It doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know that I can I can handle that. And so we're leaving, and Christ comes up to them, Uh, unbeknownst to them. But they knew it because their hearts were burning within them. And they ultimately knew it in the breaking of the bread and going back to share. We see it in stories like um, the prodigal son, which is only in Luke. You know, Luke's gospel is said to be the gospel of mercy more than the others. And, And if you see a story like that, like the prodigal son or the lost coin, which, again, are only in Luke's gospel. Um, you see how merciful our God is. That he, the, the father runs out to the, to the younger son, right? And says, put, put rings on his finger, sandal on his feet, get the finest robes, kill the fatted calf. My son was dead and is now alive. We see in, in Matthew's gospel Uh, In the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. But in Luke's gospel, it's not that way. He says, be merciful as your heavenly father is merciful. That the essence of who God is is mercy. The essence of who God is is forgiveness. And the essence of who God is is somebody who goes out to the outsiders. Why? Because Luke is an outsider and he's writing to outsiders. He's writing to Gentiles. And so we see a parable like the Good Samaritan, who is not in any other of, of, uh, of the Gospels, but it's in Luke's. Who's the hero of that story? An outsider, a Samaritan, the forgotten people, the hated ones. It's not the scholar of the law. It's not the, the priest um, who, who's walking along. It's the outsider. Remember, brothers and sisters, we may have categories of who is in and who is out, but God doesn't. And Luke reminds us of that. He is the one, he's the only one who wrote the story of Lazarus and dives. Remember, Lazarus is not Lazarus who who was raised from the dead. We hear about that in John's gospel. This is a different Lazarus. He's the poor one who has sores, who's lying at the feet of the rich man, dives and dives eats sumptuously and dresses in purple linens and walks out and doesn't even see Lazarus at his door. And, uh, and, but yet it's the poor who are held in the, uh, in the bosom of Abraham in the afterlife. It is the, the parable of, of, you know, don't invite the rich to the, to the banquet. Invite, because they'll just pay you back. Invite the poor. This is the gospel of Mercy. It's the gospel that salvation is for everybody, even outsiders, not just Jews. It's the gospel of the poor that says, we've got to go out and we got to bring it. But here's the deal, brothers and sisters. Here's the deal. And I'll and I'll close with this. We got to say yes to it. This is so beautiful. And and how did Luke do it? By saying yes to being present to Paul on his companionship, in his loyalty and staying with him even when he's in prison and in saying yes to writing this and passing it down to us but brothers in some way we have to say yes to it too because just as the 72 said yes to jesus and went out we have to you and i somehow have to say yes to it today and whatever that mission field is if you're a writer write praise god if you're a singer sing if you're a <clears throat> an engineer engineer you know but how do we incorporate the gospel within whatever it is and whoever it is that we are today? Because the kingdom of God is still at hand for us, right? We still have to go out in acts of faith and trust that our God has enough. There's enough within us. We have the resources. And all we have to do is say, yes, if, 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 if God trusts us on this journey, if God trusts us with this gem, with this diadem, with this with this word with this mission then we have to too and all we have to do is be faithful to it and to be faithful to those around us like luke was to paul the harvest is abundant but the laborers are few all we have to do brothers and sisters is say okay lord There's a harvest around me, and I may not see it like dives didn't see Lazarus at his door. Give me your eyes to be able to see it. Give me your courage to know what to do. Help me not to put these boundaries around it, because you didn't with Luke. And help me somehow write that story today. Help me somehow to be that evangelist today in in my way. Maybe I'm not going to be like Luke, but in my way that speaks my language that I know of, that you and I, you have given me to those people around me today that speak it to, um, that they may know of your joy, of your mercy, of your salvation, regardless of who they are and where they are. He does not call the equipped. He equips those he calls. That's you and me. Let's pray. So, my friends, we are uh, moving through this week the glorious mysteries. And so we begin, uh, as always, with the sign of our faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. St. Luke, pray for us. And by the way, part of what we just prayed in the rosary, that part that says, uh, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Oh yeah, all from Luke, and only from Luke. Yeah, again, he's so good. My friends, have a wonderful Monday. And I look forward to being back with you and breaking open more of God's Word tomorrow. God's peace.